Hello everybody, it's Weekender time once more and on this Star Wars week, Warren, Justin, Free and myself take a look at a host of tabletop gaming goodness in a galaxy far, far away. As on top of all of that, one lucky subscriber will get a chance to win a copy of Diabolique, the heist game, uh, courtesy of the UK Games Expo, which is coming up very, very soon. If you want to be in with a chance to win, then all you need to do is be a subscriber to the channel, pop a comment below, give us a thumbs up, and if you can share us around social media as well, that would be terrific. Otherwise, sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody. Look at us all tarted up for Star Wars week. Mm, I've got a delightful. Well, I don't know where I am. Some sort of cruiser. I think you're on the. You look like you're on one of the Enterprise decks or something. Or no, no, that, that that's uh, that's Picard's new ship, isn't it? That, that, that's Is my it? Old, that's my old Republic cruiser. I think yeah. there's a colonel in that military. Nice. It was amazing. I was great. I was amazing. What can I say? <laughs> Anyway, you are, you are, you are. Excellent RPG. Dudes, I'm having anxiety issues at the moment. <laughs> I just want to talk on? about, I just got to talk about it because, you know, it's always good to talk. It's always yep. good to talk, but, uh, but there's a couple of things that aren't helping it. Right. One. And one is just checking no one around. Right. You don't want that. Oh God, they're behind me. At my children's school, right. One of the other daddies is an undertaker. Okay. Okay. So when you go, when you go and drop your kiddies off to school, so I have to take little little Jack to his play school in there every day, right? Mm. When you go, the Undertaker Daddy walks out, and if he's dressed up, you know there's going down. Oh. But that's not what's what's worrying me, right? I thought he had a condition. Okay. Okay. Because every time I'd say hello to him, I would get this in response. How you doing? Right? Watch. Are you doing a cross with your eyes, Warren? Yeah. Oh, no. I said, is that little dart about as if going, oh, who is this person? Why are they talking to me? Oh, no. He's thing? measuring you up for cash. He's measuring me oh, up, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> I can tell you, that's, and I swear, this is, this is it. Because it was really, I, I felt sorry for the guy. And then I said, Andre, like, you know, does do you, I can't, don't know where to look when he's, when he's doing that. I thought he was like my ma with one eye looking at him and one eye looking for me, you know, it was like, so, but it was oh, like, so the um, Russell Hart. Uh, but, but no, Andre said, no, he doesn't do that to me. And then it, and then it struck me it, it just as a Jerryism there. That's him measuring me. Every time I meet him, it's just down left right and you can just see the cogs turning in his mind I, I, I as, he, as he works then. out how do i get this big guy into a box well here's my question does he have like a catalog to work through or is it a custom build does he do custom builds i don't I know mean, i mean it's not going to help when he finds out that you call him undertaker daddy either so. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean wrestling as well who knows yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just have the image of this guy in his guard, scratch building coffins. 
Yeah. Everyone thinks it's a hobby, you know. Everyone I made the mistake of mentioning this to my wife, right? And now Andrea has, uh, uh, it just keeps somehow coming back to the topic. And that's freaking me out even more. So she was telling me, she says, oh, um, you know, um, on, his, uh, on his website now, you can see that um, you can actually hire a coffin. Hire a coffin? Yep. Hire a coffin? What? What? Yeah, what? You, you kind of need to buy that. Yeah, well, what, what do you mean you hire a coffin? And she says, no, no, I think, I, think it, I think this would work out well for you, uh, darling. What? She says, well, what, what do you do is they get you a fancy coffin and you can hire it for 300 quid for the day. And then they'll put you in it and they'll lower you down. And then when we all bugger off, they'll bring you back up again, take you out of the coffin and chuck you in the grave. Lovely. Memories. What kind of topics are these? Or, is or it is any it wonder I'm cleaning up to high dough? I mean, I'm going to say it is a clever business model. It is. Because he doesn't have model. to keep buying new coffins. Yes, coffins you know, are just, dear buggers. You know, when you're done with it, you know he takes it back to his office, hits it with a bit of Febreze. There we go, ready for round two. You see, the thing is, right? Um, I have taken a, a leaf out of Jerry's book mm. on this one, so the the, <laughs> the cost is not going to be in my coffin. The cost is going to be in the size of the hole, because obviously I'm a big guy, but I'm also going to be buried with my pile of shame. <laughs> I'm taking it with me. Just uh, like Jerry is, I'm going to take okay. it with me. So they, they put me in, they'll throw all the sprues in, you know, all right, crap, I haven't got round to. So why would it not work for us? So hang on, instead <laughs> of the, the terracotta army, it's going to be the ranks of the pile of shame in front of your gravesite? Yes. They're going to dig it up. They'll, they'll never Ireland be able to exhume me because, you know, the, the, the sheer mass of entangled sprues will create almost like a reinforced concrete kind of effect. So that's me protected from looters. Um, you know, so like, so I'll be better protected than Tutankhamun. Yeah. You know, this is going to be great. There we go. Just we saying, the guys that opened his tomb, they all did like pass away very quickly afterwards. <laughs> On a happy note. On a happy note. Right? I got my bits that I'm doing for my entry for the painting competition. Oh, well, I've actually got something that you might be interested in as well, Warren, well, that might be wait, tempting for you. Wait, wait, wait. Let me talk about this first. Okay, that is tempting. <laughs> that is tempting. I love being a plastic crack dealer. Right. So to try and get myself back into the spirit of hobbiness, because... um I've talked about this on the backstage show on XLBS a couple of times. You know, it's um, the last couple of years has taken a toll. And sometimes, like many of us, you know, I look at uh, I look at a project and I just like, oh, oh. but anyway, um, the the group, the big company that we're a part of is actually having a staff painting competition. Okay, um, just as a just as a thing for all staff to be able to, if they choose, get involved and 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 you know, just get into the hobby spirit and stuff. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to have a go. I hate painting now. Everybody knows I hate painting. Okay, <laughs> but I thought, yeah, I'm going to give that a go. So I picked the Tian Long which are flying dystopian dragons. wars dragons. There's a reason I picked this because a little bird tells me, see all this flying awesome stuff in dystopian wars. That could become a thing. Ooh, right. So anyway, so I picked the dragons and I've got them. 
I've got them. Now, mine came in a little bit late, so I'm a little bit behind the curve, but that's okay because you know I'm not in it to win it because I've already seen some of the painting that some of these folks have done um, uh, throughout the group. And holy smokes, some of these dudes can really, really paint. Like they're really, really good. But I'm just, you know, I win if I participate. That's the way I'm looking at it. So I, all I, I have, have to I do have to wonder though is, is the to studio get painters banned from it just because they'd be a notch above everyone else i don't know anybody can uh, can enter because you know you do it for the and giggles mm. you know you do it for the and giggles so i'm i'm gonna have a go with these and uh this is in lieu of the spring clean challenge that i haven't been able to get involved in this year which is mm -hmm. killing me but this is this is my my next best thing so I was just going to keep you guys up to date on this over the next two, two, three weeks, just because I think that would help me. And everybody yeah. knows it's all about me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I was, I was thinking about sprinkling this weekend and over the last couple of weeks, I've been looking at my hold of Moonstone miniatures and looking forward to painting them. And as a point, I'm getting as many Moonstone uh, minis painted, and what a surprise, uh, as I can for my spring cleaning challenge. And it's nice. We've seen loads of spring cleaning stuff pop up in the project system recently, and there's been more and more, but we don't want you to forget it's still spring. There is still a chance to clean. Uh, when does the spring clean challenge finish? Do we know the closing date on that? Yeah. Or is last, that one? The, the last day of spring. All right, so whatever whatever is the last day of spring then is it will be around the twentieth of June because it's always in and around there. But like most things in life, it moves. Uh, it's not. Is fixed. the twenty first of June? That's the midsummer solstice. Twenty first of June this year. I think it was twentieth last year. It finished. That's Lloyd's birthday. Fast approaching. Mm. Was it Lloyd's birthday? The twenty yeah, the twenty first of June is Lloyd's birthday. Oh. And guess what? Mine's tomorrow. Oh. It's your birthday tomorrow. Tomorrow 46. or today tomorrow? 46. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. My birthday is tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, 7th of May and uh, I turn 46. Oh, but <sighs> you, you missed it by one day. Your birthday could have been on Revenge of the Sixth. Uh, no, I'm Revenge of the Seventh. So. <laughs> Shocking. So, <stuff. clears throat> but you know, that's okay. I just, I just know that come Monday, when I walk into the school, Undertaker Daddy's probably going to do the whole eye flick thing <laughs> twice now on me from here on in. So it's, um, makes next sense. year, yeah. be a wink soon. So yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm leaning on you as a community a little bit, but hey, that's that's kind of what we're all here for: lean on one another. <laughs> and, uh, and if you have in, no clue what the Spring Clean Challenge is, it's very simple. We have four different categories. Um, mm. where you can win prizes, big money, big prizes. I love it. So we've got three prizes in each category, and all you need to do is dust yourself down, find something that's been lurking in the back of a cupboard or forgotten on a shelf, uh, and start a project in our project system. And then come in here, and when you add the project, you'll be asked to add it to a contest, and you just look down there for Spring Clean Challenge mm -hmm. and apply it thusly. We are a third of the way through. Uh, at the end of June, we'll go through all the various entries and see who we think is the most skillful in their execution, who's given us the best tutorial, 
what's the best idea? Doesn't matter how good, bad, or indifferent you are at that. And also for our younger members, the best junior. So the Otter Pup also in with a chance to win. Anybody under 16, you will have to tag your post at the top uh, because there's no actual way of, of us knowing who is and who isn't. Um, yeah, we, yeah. We're, we're into t- trying to keep you dudes as anonymous as we can. Yeah. That's just the way we roll around that, that here. Uh, and that's all you need to do. On yep. my spring clean challenge, if I may. <gasps> Wait, so, what? a few weeks ago, John called me out on camera he to did. finish out 1,500 points of my Space Brain Army scheme. Yeah. And I can quite happily report, I've won. I've beat John. I've done it. She's finished. Have you have you felt really? any need, more need to do any more cleaning? You've got done early, Justin. Is there a need to keep going? Well, honestly, there's one change I want to make to the army list, which is mm-hmm. more scouts. And Shay here in the studio was very kind and got me an extra box of scouts for my birthday. So they nice. may get added to it. But do you know that be, is without doubt probably the best democratic unionist space marine chapter. <laughs> chapter Warren, I think I've Warren, ever Warren. Seen. Only people in Northern Ireland are going to get that. Yet. Sorry, the joke's too specific. Oh, but don't worry. What I was it's a niche for. joke. The UK will remember them. Yeah, well, well, it's a niche joke that one. It was. Well, my goal for this army was basically the ultimate speed paint army. Ooh. So this entire army uses about four colors, maybe a fifth color, just in a couple of detail spots. And that's how it has turned out. That's great. So it's base prime is bolt gun spray. Mm-hmm. All of the red is blood angels red straight over the top. The gold is all Nasbreg yellow straight over the top of the silver. Yeah. And the basing material is the uh, astrogranite debris. And I went to Green Stuff World for some of their super bright poppy grass tufts because I wanted yeah. that nice. juxtaposition on the color. Yeah. And I'm, I'm quite proud of that. Mm. Dude, do you know what you should do? Nope, I'm right. done. Go on, please. <laughs> have a go nope. at this, right? No, no, because you will love it. Okay. Do you see the red tufts? Uh-huh. Do you know the bit across the top of the Space Marine helmet? Oh, I'm not doing Mohawks. Trim the uh, no, trim Mohawk. the little red ones and then put them on, and you'll get that kind of like Greeky kind of thing. Um, it was it the Greeks breath. or the Romans? It was the Greeks, Both. wasn't it? Both. 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 Yeah. yeah. And then they'll have them that kind of like spiky kind of thing across the, across the top of their helms. Well, anyway, I'm not doing that, Warren, because that's too much work. I am finitoed. But for the best speed paint army I can do, I he's am not happy finished until he does that. So no, you can Warren, 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 Warren. Here's the thing: I'm editing this show, so John will never hear you. <laughs> Silenced in the weekend or edit. John should not pick hear up you. the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Nice little project. Wouldn't get yeah. tutorial though. No, well, th- this is what I actually say in that particular post is I had taken a lot of work in progress pictures. I had hoped to get them all in on time to show off on the show. I yeah. may come back and update the project later because that's the thing with the project system. Mm-hmm. Even if you do something, you can always go back and sort of readjust, re-say something, say there's a step you forgot. You're not locked in as soon as you post the end. You do yeah. have the ability to go in and adjust your stuff to make sure. So what you're actually saying is you, right you're not finished then. The army is finished. The project is not. I was challenged on an army, not on a project. Oh, <laughs> I will be pedantic. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm really happy with it. I'm really proud of it. So mm-hmm. well done, you. And like I say, folks, you've got two months left, more or less. Mm. Uh, so Roughly. we're only a third of the way through the sprinkling challenge. Bags of time if you haven't got started to mm. dive in there. And you mm. might win a big voucher that you can spend. 
on more stuff to add to replace whatever you've just taken out of your boxes. Oh, but I can't win because I work here. That's not the best way to do things. <laughs> right. I think it's time to have Warren deafen everybody. And this is yeah. how we know the magic happens. Because oh. it is time for the... Week of the Indianities. <gasps> well, very, everyone. A very Star Wars themed of you. <laughs> yeah. You weren't yeah. expecting that. No, I, <laughs> I was expecting my eardrums to get blown out. I was braced, yeah. Uh, most people were at the other side of the room hiding behind the state at this stage. Uh, you see, I like to keep you all on your toes, you know? Well, you know what? There's going to be a lot of people out there that might have muted that, might have turned it down. They're going to be disappointed. Like, see, hang on. Like, normally in the edit, I do draw Warren's voice down a little bit and I throw a nice big echo on there for him just to make it sound more epic. Well, this time, what you need to do is to get the whole swamp yeah, noises swamp. thing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I the same thing. I will have a look on our Elements website if I can find the audio file. Maybe. That's grand. Nice. Or you just you just put a microphone in one of our toilets in the studio and yeah, yeah, there yeah, for yeah, half an hour and you'll soon get swamp noises. So, um, <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's a little too real. That's a little too method for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who have we got this week, Jerry? Is it Star Wars themed by any chance? It's funny you say that. Because it is. Yay. I've got two, actually. Uh, two? Two. And, and you'll see why I've got two. Um, because I was looking at Star Wars, and there's an awful lot of companies out there making Star Wars or Star Wars-adjacent tiny fighting men, be it 3D print, be it real miniatures that people can actually own, um, be it old-school stuff, people picking up things like the Wizards of the Coast pre-painted, D20 stuff. I know I've got a ton. Warren has a load as well. Um, and then obviously there's Legion. Now, Legion is a very specific, shall we say, rule set. There's a lot of, you must, you know, you get this unit and this unit has these cards and then you use these cards for this. And, and for tournament freaks, it's great because you can sit there and go, well, if I buy three of this droid pack, then I can use the supplemental card with that with actually a completely different unit where it works better. In the No, none of that. I've had a look at running games of Star Wars using whatever miniatures you want and, and normal dice and tape measure and maybe cards like what people have right. in their house. Um, so we've got two. One is a homebrewed rule set. Uh -huh. uh, which I first came across on Jay's Wargaming blog uh, in the US of A. Um, he did this a few years ago for, I think it was Pacificon, um, and he ran, there were two demo games being run, or not demo games, two uh, participation games being run. One was on Endor, and one was on Hoth. And the nice thing about running big demo games like this I'm not saying you couldn't do that with Legion, but what I'm saying is people... It's a pain in the arse to the do that with turn. Legion, let's be I mean, honest. Yeah. A game that size, I'm just going to say it now, Death by Token? Yeah, oh, not even that. I mean, ju just the fact that you've got the, the draw mechanic, but then also some cards put stuff on the table and you've got all that sort of downtime in between. It just mm. it sucks the fun out of the room for a large amount of people. Mm. Um and as you can see here, they just got things like Googly Eyed ATST, so chicken walkers for the win. Um, and, and the miniatures themselves are, I think, actually Legion miniatures, but they're mixed in with other bits and pieces. So as you can see there, there's a few Ewoks doing the rounds. And because when you're homebrewing stuff, you don't need to be restricted by the finite amount of stuff that's been released by an actual uh, company for their, yeah. their line. You're not, I mean, I believe next year, 
the Ewoks are coming. Um, so I hear, yeah. But yeah, still waiting you know, for my Gungan army. But we've all been waiting for things for a long, long time, <laughs> and so being able to go in and uh, and play out a game. Oh, gone too far. I've hit the ships uh, and play out a game in whatever manner you feel is always good crack. And yeah. the system that was used for this is one that'll be familiar to an awful lot of people watching the show. Uh, he converted bold action. Oh. So you still have the dice draw, okay. which means that people can choose what they want to activate. I believe this was at Historicon as well, I think. I see, I remember a Hoth table like this in the corner at Historicon. Um, but you can lay about, you set up your own rules, add in things that don't exist, um, base them off things like the heavy tanks, and then tweak them. Uh, and if you're interested in playing something like this, then you can go to Jay's Wargaming Madness blog. And he has all the play sheets that you need to play. So Lovely. there are a few play sheets there, as you can see, because this essentially adapts bold action to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But alongside that, he's also done the army list that he used for the Rebels and the Empire for some of those games as well. Uh, and as you can see here, if you're familiar with bold action, you can probably skip a lot of these because mm-hmm. you'll know what they are already. If you're not on six six pages, so three double-sided sheets will give you your basic movement and then your more interesting things. So the likes of having your uh, Sith or Jedi commanders who roll bucket loads of dice by themselves, by the way, I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there, if you happen to want one of those running about. Uh, I also like the fact that he's gone in and, and you know, he's he's gone the whole hog when it comes to setting the, the thing up. So the insane courage and the um, the the foobard orders become things like laser brain or the forces with you for double ones. This is yeah, a superb yeah. piece of work, isn't it? Oh, it's really it's, cool. it's a thing of beauty. Um, that's your shooting, and then all the new types of weapons. So you've got oh. obviously the blaster rifles and assault rifles and rotary blasters and anything you can think of that's ever been wielded in a movie or by a miniature <laughs> is in here. So you can have your, you know, your fixed team for your blaster cannons and your medium blasters, and you can play out those massive games that you want to play out. Because let's face it, when Legion came out, the first thing it was like, how many miniatures can we cram onto the table? Uh, At that point, it starts to sort of break down somewhat. Yeah. um, Because you didn't need to devote devote a weekend to a game or Mm -hmm. um, your entire life to it. There's a couple of trains of thought here, Jerry, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Many of us, um, right. So there's kind of this, uh, there's, there's kind of the old school and then a bit of an American import, um, mm-hmm. the more new school arcadey kind of approach, right? Yeah. So fantasy flight seemed to, uh, you, you know, on a number of others, but mostly fantasy flight went down this track of the arcadey style. So this is, this, yeah. we sometimes call it American, but you know, you can find it all over where you get lots of tokens and cards and things like that there. And, and, and it looks, it, it looks like, like a PC, um, uh, kind of real time strategy game. You know, yep. everything is laid out and tokenized and stuff like that. I think I'm a bit more, and certainly as I've got older, um, I'm very much get everything off a table except for the minis. Yeah. You know, just get minis and terrain on the table. So, I'm uh, not anti-token, mm-hmm. but I just find I just find it to be um, cumbersome. I think is the word. Good, I good like word. just. Like, I, do you yeah. know what? 
if I had a good handful of dice and a tape measure, mm-hmm. I think that's the only tools you kind of need, really. Pretty much. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I like the flexibility of the bigger games. Yeah. And do you know what I specifically like about Star Wars, Jerry? Uh, a few years back, you might remember on an XLBS, I was talking about I was struggling with sci-fi because I was really uh, finding it difficult to get um, to get into the headspace of sci-fi yes, because yes. it was so diverse. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've actually... Um, I've actually started to embrace what I thought was the weakness mm-hmm. of sci-fi. Okay. Um, and Star Wars is perfectly placed for that. Star Wars has never, um, in my humble opinion, set limits to yep. it, to the, the races. There was always a There's new always alien something or something popping the fringe. up. Yeah. And they were always in there and among each other. Whereas, you know, 40K... Um, because it was built as a gro- from the ground up to be a game system, always felt like it had uh, it had these specific limits. And if you went outside of the limits, it never really felt part like it could uh, like it could truly belong. It always felt a little bit shoehorned in. But with Star Wars, I don't feel that anymore. You know, I, I I am so happy to take any kind of miniature range. You know, like as a Star Wars challenge. You could uh, you could chuck me a bunch of random sprues, and I could create uh, I could create a Star Wars alien race uh, faction out of that. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're, oh, yeah, you're different heads and uh, and stuff like that. There, you know, you could you could you could go shopping and just pick random bits and pieces here and and just put it all together, and it'll f- it'll generally it fit within yeah, yeah. Star Wars. The only thing that you have to kind of keep in mind is the new tech as old tech kind of approach. Yeah, you need to you need to dirty it up a bit. I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why um the the prequel trilogy it was a bit too clean and shiny. Yeah, didn't have that lived in feel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can always go well, you know, their royalty. In the words of Monty Python, you can tell it must be a king. They're not covered in. <laughs> so you can understand that. But it, you know, it did feel a bit too too shiny in your. It feels a bit. It feels a bit, uh, a bit weird. You know, with with Star Wars, it's surprising. You know, it, it's it's a playground for weathering, isn't it, mate? Oh, oh very much so. <laughs> and, and I mean, even even things like um, when FFG released the initial Rebel box, there was one alien in the yeah. the Rebel troopers. They've subsequently added that. But I remember um, Tony up at the club uh, getting a load of random alien heads from old miniatures and from some of the, the pre-painted yes. plastic and just cutting the heads off and sticking <laughs> yeah. them on and just having that diversity in there. But I really like this. If you think of the uh, the sheets, that's a six-page rule system. If you're familiar yeah. with bold action, that's a six-page rule book and you can do everything from force powers all the way and play bigger games. How much bigger depends on, on what you want to do, really. But because bold action is things like tank war and that sort of thing as well, you know, you you aren't limited to a small scale skirmish. You can have your massive battles where you're replacing, you know, uh, a tank platoon with uh, chicken, chicken walkers everywhere. Without <laughs> ice. Um, you know, you can do these things and, and it works and flows and is very easy for people to, to get involved with. So that's the first, the <gasps> brood rule set. That's very impressive. That is. Yeah. And I have to say, I've, I absolutely love this. Love it a bit. Mm. Um, didn't we do something like this many moons ago, Warren? 
Yes. We built a, a hearth table. Yes, we did. We go hunt out that again. Cool. Yes. Stick it in the show notes if you can find it. Yeah, it's, I'll uh, see if I can hunt it down for folks because that was, it was also quite a fun a one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing then is if people, I know some people do like bolt action as a rule set, um, or mm-hmm. if potentially if you're not looking to play grand scale games, um, then there is actually a rule set by Wiley uh, yes. called it's called a festival of lead. It was originally written about a decade ago for PPU in the wild west. Uh, but since then they've gone in and added <coughs> multiple, um, additions. So they've brought it into colonial wars. They brought it into space with galactic heroes. Um, there is a starfighter game as well. So if you want to do your, your ship to ship combat, galactic heroes is it's more small scale narrative. It mm-hmm. is your star Wars films or your TV shows where you've got a crew or a group of four, five, six people per side. Um, and it's it's a delightful little system as well. There's no points values. It's narrative. You're telling your story. You're building your crew. You're doing your stuff. So you're not sitting there going, well, you know, how do I min-max this? If I take three droids, then I don't have to worry about stuns. Stuff like that. That goes out the window straight away. Um, uses D10 or D12. Mm-hmm. D10's the, the the regular, and then D12 is for people who are a bit more special. Uh, and a card deck. You don't need to use these cards, but I will show you these cards because they've done a. This is their specific set, so it's just a regular <sighs> deck of cards. Um, but as you can see, it doesn't have to be used for Star Wars. It can be used for anything mm. in space. So if you want to go yeah. a bit grim darky, you can play grim darky. If you want to go mm-hmm. a bit uh, pulp, you can go pulp. Uh, nice. If you want to go into a galaxy far, far away, then that is also mm-hmm. very doable. Um, a little bit tracky. Yeah, mm. yeah. Li- literally, Galactic Heroes is written for anybody who wants to do anything That's in crazy. space, whether it's Flash Gordon or Star Wars or their own devising. This is like a, a, a pure narrative skirmish game then, yeah? Yes, yeah. That's uh, wonderful. You can play between two and eight players per side. Uh, and the reason per side, or well, sorry, until all right, uh, oh, okay, go, so yeah, to, to date, because when you're you're playing the game, you shuffle the cards, you deal one per um, model on the tabletop, yeah. and then you activate in rank order. So with a, a deck of cards, you've got fifty two in there. So if you've got eight people with six in each of their crew, forty eight, that's kind of your limit. You can't really go higher gotcha. than that. Mm-hmm. But some of the cards, I don't know if we can see them on any of these. Yes, some of the cards have specific things. So when you draw the Jack of Spades, um, that'll be your hand at the start. And then when you're activating, you start at Kings and work your way down. Um, so when it comes to like the Jack, you're going, okay, well, which one of my crew do I want to activate with this? And if you've got the Jack of Spades, that crew member is also going to get plus one to their shit roll for this turn or plus one to close combat after the Jack of Clubs. So so let me get this straight. So you get your deck of cards, yes. shuffle them up shuffle at them. the start of the turn. Deal them. And then... Deal them to yep one one per model on the table to their owner to their owner. So if there were if there were two players, ten models per side. Yep, deal ten cards each. Ten cards each. That's your hand, and then you activate from highest to lowest, and but you choose where you activate. So you go well. I'll use this card because it's got plus one shoot on that uh, big hairy worky with the bowcaster this yeah. turn. But if you want him to move first. You'll have to use a higher suit you card. Have to use a higher suit card, and, and, then and that's, sacrifice your bonus. Yeah, 
you see you may end up where right. it makes more sense to activate somebody earlier without a bonus because you yeah. don't want them to be riddled with bullets in the middle of a street or stabbed up by a Jedi with a laser sword. You know, it's up to Risk you. Risk reward balance to that. I yeah. really um, like this. It's it's very nice. There are a couple of additional as he calls them codexes, Codex Galactica, um, which adds rules for uh vehicles in your game. So the, the the base galactic heroes plays out on that small scale skirmish. Um, with just miniatures, you know, just infantry essentially. But you can add vehicles in if you want to go a bit bigger. Uh, and then if you want to go bigger still, there's a supplement called Bigger Battles. Um, now, obviously, at this stage, you're having to buy multiple books to do multiple things. Mm. So that the core of Fist Full of Lead is small scale skirmish. But if you want to start doing um, much larger games, then I'm not going to be able to find it in here, am I? Uh, catalog i will find it then you would go and find um something like the bigger battle supplement which explains how you change the game up to play out larger engagements uh where squads activate on cards rather than individuals or things like that uh, and just tweak, tweaks the mechanics so there are multiple ways that you can tailor uh fistful of lead and, and galactic heroes to play out whether you want to play that narrative small group as they make the way to do whatever it happens to be against some evil empire, perhaps, or whether you want to play out your mission on Scarif or combine them, you know, you, this you, is awesome, Jerry. I'm just looking at this and it's like, if the fistful of lead game engine mm -hmm. is, is a fairly easy thing to get your head around. Oh yeah. Just look at the amount of skin. That is, that is your quick reference sheet. Fantastic. So if you're just playing with regular cards, not their special cards wow. that say on it, it tells you on the bottom what's going on. Remove shock, mm -hmm. remove wound. Your turn sequence is shuffle and deal card to each player for each miniature they have. You activate in this suit order uh, and then from highest to lowest. Movement values, shooting, close combat, how to wound and how to recover. Bosh. Uh, I like that. So the, there's more detail in the actual games then when it comes to creating the characters who are going to be playing so if somebody's a robot then you know metal body bit of armor if somebody's got a laser sword they've got armor piercing or maybe some sort of mind bending tricks that they can do on people uh, so you can create your trip on the tabletop in a, a more narrative fashion uh, and that's where you get your flavor for what you're playing but then the rules themselves are very easy to pick up and it doesn't matter whether you want to play in the old west or whether you want to go full crawl on somebody or in this case oh. Off to a galaxy far, far away. That but Wasteland I, Warriors one kind of calling out to me. Hmm. It's well, well worthwhile picking it's up. They do have a supplier in the UK now as well, so you don't have to order them direct if you're lurking. Nice. In the UK, uh, which I will pop below because I can't remember, but it's in my bookmarks. <laughs> now, of course, of course. How yeah. I roll, but yeah, that, that so. requirement of retail therapy. Once in a while, just going. Uh, yeah, but once I, in a while, he usually does it during the show. This isn't once in a while. <laughs> right, really I, 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 I was being gentle. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. If people are interested in playing out some Star Wars gaming, uh, and maybe they've been turned off by the likes of, of Legion and all its kibbles and bits floating like an mm. asteroid cluster behind your <laughs> miniatures, uh, then there are obviously viable options out there. Those are just two. Uh, and if you've got any more that you want to let us know about, oh, yeah. drop them below. But and remember, ready. folks, do or do not. There <laughs> is no try. And on that note, <laughs> I'm going to take a quick swish. And when we'll be back, 
taking a look at some of your character creations. What a delightful swish that was. That's one of the best swishes I've had in ages. Onward, yeah. Uh, now, a week ago, if you were paying attention, Free threw out a challenge uh, for people to design characters that would fit into the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And we're going to take a look at the first grouping. So this one are Force users free. Yeah, so we've got our Force users that we're having a look at the minute. So for those that don't know, um, the this was Force Undiscovered. So if you were ever thought you were special and nobody cared, able to move things with your mind or see things before they happen, sorry, and sadly, you've been bored outside the Republic. So how have you used your unhoned skills to survive? And I gave a couple of examples. So Anakin Skywalker could have been a slave his whole life, or he could have been a pretty good pod racer if the Jedi never got involved. And not to mention how many younglings might have survived uh, considering. So uh, we've got quite a lot of this. So Postal mm. Nick was our first one that made uh, our eyes twinkle on this challenge. So this is Shan Van, a seeker hunter, and she hunts down those that prey upon the innocent. She will go to the most hostile environments to complete her work. She understands her abilities to, uh, to a point, but she has yet met a Jedi to really show her what her full potential could be. This is a false unawakened. So she's sort of a, a friendlier version of the bounty hunter Aura Singh. People may know yeah. from the expanded universe who spends her time wandering about and shooting Jedi in the face for the Empire. <laughs> Quite like that. Yeah, she's still, yeah, she's still that. got some work to go. It's great. I like the but way they, they've done the, the skin patterning is a very nice touch. Mm -hmm. That is nice. Makes it stand out on its own. But yet to fit in, yet to know her true power, still to be decided. So the next one we have got is Kieran Amida. Kieran Amida? Let's say it really fast, live in La Vida Loca. Okay, so with this one, we have Tali Van Cotone, and they were more than a youngling, but less than a Padawan when the great Jedi purge began. Spared immediate discovery and termination due to being aboard non-military transport when Order 66 was issued. She arrived at her destination to find she would be master dead, and the galaxy turned even more hostile. So having initially fled into hiding, Tally continued to explore her nascent powers, even without the guidance of the Jedi Order. Now far from the Jedi Knight, but having deployed her powers, she roams the galaxy, helping those she can and looking for ways to strike back at evils she sees perpetrated by the Empire. Just realised she lost cool. a limb at some point for oh, as a robot foot. It's incredible, the, and and this this is not miniature designers doing these. This, this is, is our community designing yeah. these. This, this is, is awesome. Just, this is fantastic. You quite like the the little detail of the mismatched eyes. The mismatched eyes is lovely. I like. I do like. It's like we said earlier about how anything can really exist within the Star Wars universe, yeah. and this, this just goes to prove my point. <laughs> this does fit in. This story works absolutely perfect. I really like that. I like the four arms. I wasn't when you read yeah. the story. You wasn't expecting the four arms. No. It's a really mm. nice touch. That's how you deal with General Grievous if he ever reappears. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, she's got. I've got her um, lightsabers from somewhere. So mm. who knows. 
True. Uh, the next person we have, we have got Brian Fowler, 713. So, oh, Warren noise. Uh, one of <laughs> Casey's countless refugees, you pended by the galactic civil war. Phelan Noir has been fleeing from one battle line to another most of his life. He remembers his name, but not where he originally come from, what his people are called, or what why small inanimate objects seem to have more and more trouble staying around him lately. So this is, I really like this one because this really is your desolate world out of the middle of nowhere. Why can I do this? What's mm. going on? This is true undiscovered territory. I mean, always find work on a road crew. It's That's incredible. That's it. It I'm, is I'm, awesome. I like seeing the the use of force powers without necessarily needing a lightsaber on it. You know, so, yes. somebody yeah. who who fled. They're not. Uh, they're not lightsaber wielding Jedi. They're just somebody who's mm. force sensitive mm. and. You know, yeah. if they need to bounce rocks off people's head, and they can do it. This is uh, one that really is undiscovered, as it were. There's someone that has no idea what's going on around them, and again, fits so yeah. well inside. Who's up really next like then? Oh, I see who's up next, and good luck with that pronunciation. Go on, I'm going to give it a <laughs> This is Mars 2024 or 2024. I, I said that special because I'm never going to pronounce the next one. It's Grooks Kebab. Grooks Kebab? Let's go for that. Sure, Grooks yeah. Kebab is the best. <laughs> Kebab. <laughs> that that way, Warren uh, makes due with limited training that she had before her masters sent her away. She knows that if she can find a safe place to hide, she can work on discovering and developing her connection to the force and, and laying eggs, contact and laying eggs, doing what for us to eat. For, yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> that another force user is just going to come along and pop them in their mouth. Yeah, oh. little baby Yoda's gonna come. <laughs> That's adorable. That's up there with baby Yoda territory. How could not everybody love a tree frog Jedi? Come mm-hmm. on, now. I think I think I'm gonna say this is my favorite one so far. Yeah, this, That's this cool. one's top of my list. I like this one. It is really cool. I like the red and blue contrast. Mm. It's really nice, especially with it. But uh, so she's trying to uh, make contact with her family that she'd known before. It's not going to be easy, mm. but she's making progress, even her visions to construct a pair of lightsabers. She's taken her first step out of her safe space to help others to prove her ghost that she deserves to be counted as a Jedi. So Those that is really Grrrx kebab or her warranted. that And our final entry for the Force Undiscover comes from Sam Bedge, and this is Sirin Mobto. Okay, so the Empire may have gone on the outer rim. Little has changed. Crime Lord still ran the show, and everyone has to pay their due. Sirin had been a thief in the spaceport of Starshore for for as long as she could remember. She'd always been good at it somehow. She'd always knew when the security guard wasn't looking or what the quickest route was. She had an uncanny neck with locks of all kinds and she quickly learned to keep how she knew the secret lest others tried to take advantage. So there is there is a lot of narrative for this one as well, mm. which I love from Sam mm. Edge, and I could keep going on this one. But again, this is another one that's undiscovered. This one really ticks the box for me in out of the way, out of the nowhere, no corruption, keeping themselves to selves and finding their own place. I love the facial markings and stuff like that. It's very Star Wars, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, and you say no corruption, but when she's jumped by five gangers, she forced lightning them. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's her own corruption. It's she's not feeding on something else. there. Yeah. <laughs> on the light side of the force. 
Well, like Our those. own found. Oh no, caught with the gem. Havachi. Without guidance, light or dark side. <laughs> so how do we exactly. pick a winner then? Oh, it's what one's your favourite? My favourite is the dude with the rocks. The dude with the there rocks. There is something about the dude with the that rocks. Was Brian Fowler. To that, that was, that's my favorite at the moment. Well, all of those, I love them all. Yeah, and I particularly like saying. Well, that was the but, other one. But yeah, that's, that's this one, favorite. this one is my favorite. I just think it fits. This is you know, he's, the, even the look on his on his face of how am I doing this? You know, it's yeah, like yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What about yourself, Free? Which is your favourite out of the five? I am actually in agreement with you with Thalon Noir. This one really hit the nail on the head for me about being in a planet in the middle of nowhere, completely undiscovered, not touched by the any order of any kind. <laughs> Just why have I got this? Why can I do this? It's very stuck in the middle of it, and it's a very believable narrative. Mm. It would fit seamlessly for me, so I do quite like Thalon Justin? Noir. Uh, it's the two Jedi, guaranteed. Have to vote it. Crooks kebab. It's, yep, it just <laughs> the character just looks really cool, perfectly Star Wars themed, and it just I I would love to see this miniature in real life. Well, I'm not going to split the vote. <gasps> um, so so we will have a winner, but I have to say my favourite is actually. Uh, Sirin Mob 2. Um, it's the Force Lightning, isn't it? It's the Force Lightning. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the little story that went with it explaining what happened and, mm -hmm. and the fact that the being attacked at that point and you see it in their face. Um, so it, it was the whole part and parcel of that. You know, it was the, the, the Force Lightning shocking out there. Mm. Uh, but it does mean we have a clear winner and our winner is Brian Fowler <laughs> with our Rock Balancing Jedi. Congratulations. Well, well done, Brian. Looking forward to seeing to the print of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, the winners will be dropped in below so people can have a look at those. And we'll put in uh, the links to the actual thread as well yeah. because there are a ton. That This was just a short list that we had to bring it down because otherwise the show would be four hours long and it would just be us spinning things around in there. <laughs> we had uh, to calm down. Yeah, yeah, we had to. It was unfortunate, but we had to. Bring your darlings. <laughs> No, this is probably my favorite competition we've ever run. It's great. I really, really like this one. <laughs> See, I really loved the Speedo Goblin last year, Mister. <laughs> and when it came to Star Wars, there's so much potential of loads of people's creativity being touched and seeing what could be created within the universe. So it was the perfect one. And I'm amazed well, no one made the Speedo Goblin this year again. Oh, they they, they, they did. Oh, oh, right. Oh, I didn't yeah. get to see it. Okay, <laughs> Speedo Goblin 2.0. And, um, uh, so have we got a couple of kickstarters jerry let's break this have, up yeah. a little bit yeah? yeah yeah um so in keeping with the star wars feel of the world at the moment uh as is our wanton life i have a couple of little teeny tiny kickstarters barely even notice you're eating them nummy 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 <laughs> uh the first up is the universal shuttle type g uh now this is an interesting one uh it's the first um, being done by Games Art, he's a, a essentially a hobbyist who needed to find some way of making cash during the lockdown, and his, his business had to close. Um, he toyed with this stuff in the past and decided to go back and do it. I will preface this by saying it's a single mo model with options, and it's a modular system. However, it is designed for FDM printers. A lot of people have been going, 
uh, how will this print on a resin printer? I've got a blah, 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 such and such. And his answer has been, I don't own one of those. I, I'm not I'm not going to say it's going to be great. It's specifically made for FDM. Um, so if people get this and have a resin printer, they may have to do a lot of the heavy lifting themselves because he says he's not comfortable in selling something to people that he's not 100% certain will work. So this yeah. is purely FDM based. Um, interesting looking thing. Has a very Star Warsy feel to it. Has a very sort it's of sure. Lambda class Imperial shuttle mm -hmm. type thing going on. But uh, it's the modularity I really liked in this. As yeah. you can see, it prints out very nicely as well. Um, presumably, he's done that on a very high spec. He does say <laughs> in the, the fact what he's printed it on. Um, yeah, there we go. Standard pressure mint PLA yeah. on something or other, the blah, 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 something, something. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but the, the, the long standard ship, um, which is the core of it, has had several upgrades and uh, changes made to it throughout the, the course of this, where we have a much chunkier, more Lambda-like oh, body stretch section. I mean, all you're missing hard. is the big fin seal at the top yeah. of that. I, I quite like how he's got the, the side, the, sort of the rear side panels mm -hmm. overlapping on the, the side edge. You can see the gray just over the green. It's like active armor almost, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a really nice change because obviously we expect the flippy out wing bits, but I like yeah. that mm. it's in keeping with that. Um, like including, yeah, the, the tail, nice. tail gunner sort of canopy got that sort of bomber feel. Then he threw in a couple of little surprise stretch goals. Um, so a couple of different wing options. Uh -huh. And again, fixed wing flat like a Z uh, headhunter. So sort yep. of very. That's cool. a ZX, is it? The ZX headhunter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you've got this more sort of. Um, Sith-like sort yes. of ion uh, engine sort of feel to it. But it was just a, a, a lovely little bespoke, self-contained ship uh, that you can start slapping together in any way, shape, or form you want. It is just this ship. Um, there's nothing else, no bells or whistles. It will cost you the princely sum of €29 Euro for everything in there. Uh, and you know, there's a few bits and pieces to be done Philip, I'm in love. But, well, uh, this, yeah. I haven't run my FDM printer in about two years. Mm -hmm. And all I want to do right now <laughs> is go and start cleaning the nozzle out to see if I can get it working. That's just nuts. This is the perfect 3D printing kickstart in my yeah. mind. Because if you were going to supply this, you're not going to get all of the options to be able to print it off to build another one. You can print off as many of these as you want, as many mm. variations as you mm. want. You've got yourself. That's fantastic. The other thing you can do with this, which is um, what I would be very tempted to do if I if I was able to get a, a hold of this, that middle section, did you see the, uh, the in the video how it clipped together? Yeah, that yeah. means you could extend that out to oh, actually yeah. make something a little more kind of blockade somewhere between a blockade runner yeah. and a lambda with yeah. a with an extended hull. Because it's um, the, um, and then if you, you I would play through that. It's the open lock system, and there's a few other, there's quite a few other people use it, uh, which means if you've got other designs that use a similar open lock system you could combine this with other bits and pieces that you have i think somebody was somebody was talking about second destiny which i think we've looked at their kickstarters many moons ago they've done a ton of beautiful looking ships but they also work on the open lock system so it'd be interesting to see just how combinable this all is in yes. respects but yeah so that's our first of our little um <gasps> delightful 
Kickstarters, which is the Universal Shuttle Type G. It's already funded. And How many days oh, left on that one? Nine days left on it. Okay. So <laughs> you two can jump right in there and take to the stars. And then hopefully you might be able to land at some place like Fulton. Oh. Um, so again, funded. Very modest goal on this. 85 yeah. quid. Absolutely. Um, so like 100 euro or 100 dollars. But it's a little set of industrial terrain that you can use to stick onto your tabletop. Obviously, works well for any sci-fi game. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the look of these sort of automated cranes. Stuff, yeah. yeah, you, you might be. a being, command and conquer feel to it? It does. It has an incredible command and conquer feel. Uh, your buildings need more power. Oh. Construction cannot be completed. But yeah, it's... Uh, a, a sort of a, a modular-esque system so you can construct You're going this for Alien. Ways. Yeah, great for Alien. Yeah. You know, play that for me. There we go. So you can see the modular system Ooh. as it builds up. So you can put in as much or as little of this as you want or replicate it and stack it in various ways. So when you're putting together your tabletop, um, you can really customize it to your heart's content, which I think is key when you're doing stuff with 3D prints. Uh, just to allow you to see how things come together. And it means, again, you can extend and extrapolate. These buildings just are yeah, the base, if you will, <laughs> of your base. <laughs> and you can go from there. Uh, <coughs> apart from the power plants and, and the various constructions, there's also a chunky set of uh, vehicles. So we've got a light really armoured, nice. uh, oh. more heavily armoured one, and a big sort of trucky truck, um, which, you know, Obviously, if you're playing any sort of sci-fi game, having something like that coming barreling over the top of the dunes, uh, raking off missiles at people's heads, that's a good way to uh, remove any alien threat. That would do it, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I know the exact game for this, then, just seeing those vehicles, Necromunda Ash Wastes, do some like Orlock yeah. Outpost with or, this would or you be play perfect. A good game. <laughs> uh, Gary, your, your love of... It's so heartwarming, mate. It is. It's very heartwarming. But if the, if something this size with this amount of armor comes trucking over the ashway, it's five guys on the back of a flea or two guys on a quad that's likely to tip over are not going to stop this with its turret. Space Marines, maybe. Mad Max, witness me. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. But yeah, again, just a, a nice. Not a little Kickstarter. Kickstarter, yeah. Jojo, I wish you the best of luck. Because that is lovely, lovely little pieces of design. So um, I know you're already funded. Hopefully you pick up a few more off the back of this because um, oh, that's fully deserved. That's a lovely little kit there. That's great. Really like that. I mean, I and those little vehicles. vehicles, nice work on them. Is, is this to be printed in resin or FDM? Or both? Well, well, this one uh, can go either or. It's not, it's not specifically set for it. So um, it's, it's not, well, rather, it's not limited to one because it's only been tested on one type yeah. of thing so yeah it's uh it's worth having a little look at that and there are 10 days left for fool's hope the outpost 40 uh, so if you fancy giving that a go and adding some unusual space mining operations to your star wars tables you can do that happy days <laughs> shall we get stuck back into some star wars design indeed we are on to our next category so this one is titled are you sure this is the droid you're looking for so have you been paid credit have you paid credits for a droid 
that not even the Jawas would bother stealing. Faulty in certain areas and came with a few unexpected quirks. It takes a good salesman to palm off some dodgy droids. C-3PO didn't even come with clothes on. So we are burying our head into some unusual droids Mm. that can come from the strangest of workshops within the Star Wars universe. So we are going to be look at the first one from Brian Fowler again. Brian Fowler 713 has got Aga, or which A5A, who is a musical droid. So the only known survivor of a pleasure barge shot down on Kesu. A5A. Droid Vibe. Droid Satriani right there. Is <laughs> <laughs> strange even for an abandoned droid in spite of chassis containing an advanced sound system. Date banks of music from over two million cultures insist on only playing music with an unidentified worn instrument. So this is really cool. This is another great one. Uh, I sweet. love it because it's it's so screamingly Star Wars. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the I mean, fact that Brian does get it, doesn't he? he does. Like Brian he does, does get it. Yeah. He does it. Yeah. Here we are kicking it back on our rock in the middle of nowhere. I mean, the owner's dead. Everybody else presumably is dead. It's got no other function or rules to adhere yeah. to or obey. So what does it do? Well, it's programming says it plays music. So, so what, I, just the vignette behind this is just the burning barge and it's just sitting yeah. there chilling out. Oh, well, this, guy, this guy knows he's not a main character, doesn't he? He's just getting on with his life. He's yeah. just on the side. He's just carrying <laughs> on with it. It's fantastic. Yeah. That, the, last, the last musician droid on that uh, pleasure barge that didn't perform constantly, he ended up with the torture droids upside down <laughs> being branded. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to stick with it. Yeah. Been through really it. Like it. Been, yeah, really good that one. The next one we've got is Radagast 65 with Protector 336. So this android was made oh! by Jedi a long time ago to protect nature on his home planet, as he had foretold <laughs> that once he will pass away, there may be a battle that will forever change planet's climate and destroy all life on it. I have every 80s manga cartoon tune running <laughs> through my mind right now. Wow. That's, that's a piece of work right there. Huh? You're not going to fear anything with that droid no. around, are you? You don't oh. need to move. You're, you're but, sorted. I, I mean, just don't litter in his area. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> you may get the horns. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that cat is petrifying. I mean, you yeah. don't know with it. It's just reading my mind, staring at me. Wow. Uh, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. That, that, wow. And you know what they say from the mind of a child? Because uh, even though Radagast put the entry in, uh, I think it was his daughter actually came up with the idea. Fantastic. And, and, uh, nice. Put the droid together. So, fantastic. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm all about in. the sentient droids. We've only got a handful of them in the Star Wars universe, and mostly it's IG yeah. about shooting people in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least this one's shooting people in the face for a reason. Oh, oh, yeah. This one is. This one doesn't need help. This one does not to be persuaded. Because nature. Climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. So the next one we have got on our list is Marnock, and this is with M4BU. So he has been designed as a communication and sensor droid for mining consortium and was discovered by a rebel cell buried under a rock side 
but all but all but destroyed when she had lain trapped for decades. They patched her up as best as they could and repurposed her for multiple roles, including surveillance and hacking. She's been damaged and rebuilt seven times since, most recently due to being used as bait for a stormtrooper patrol. I feel I feel a bit sorry for her, do you? Oh, I just she's she's, she's she been fits through the, the walls. So well though. Yeah. I'm I'm loving the ramshackle look of the different components that have all yes. yeah. one massive in. leg messing an arm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I, the, I love. I feel sorry for a droid. It, it, that's what's bad. I, I have sympathy for the droid. It's been about just maybe, you know what's a steady yeah. job. Maybe someday Rick Kebab will find us because clearly it's been made by their people. Oh. Yeah, potentially. Yes. Exactly. There's a, there's a similar theme. That is Who's fantastic. Next? And uh, the next one we have got is Gambino with C3AS, and it's a special modified C3PO droid. The ah. S stands for special modification. The crew of the Red Viper argues it stands for shrimp. Uh, as C3AS tends to be very shrewd when dealing with any individual who's not Salant. Elipede. Many joke that Shrew actually managed Lan Elipede by keeping his assignments and business finance. Lan Elipede has heard heard this and often jokes about it openly. The droid also keeps his master up on all the news and current events, but anyone who is wise enough to take a second look will notice that the droid tapping away at the datapad has two heavy blasters on his hips. Shrew has been in numerous firefights and is often overlooked standing at just a tad over one metre tall. Tiny legs. I okay. bet he's as lippy as K2SO. Oh, you yeah. bet. You bet. He's got <laughs> You are being I'd rescued. Loved... Please do not resist. Oh, <laughs> I like I the just... light bulb look eyes. Look like screws mm. in new ones, like Bender. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you I... can't imagine him spinning out when he's zooming in and screwing back in. <laughs> He just looks like he's arrogant, doesn't he? I can just yeah. imagine a really tense fight, you know, really bad stuff going. And this guy sprints across with his little legs, you know. Mm. He's adorable, but also very threatening. Creepy too. I yeah. just imagine him moving and just, just <laughs> ribbing around. And, oh, it's like a mix of... Um, it's like a mix of Willow and the the the, the robot from Alien. Do you know what I mean? Like It's just got a, that kind of... It's a weird thing, man, but I like yeah, it. Yeah, it is good. I like it. And we have got one more, one more yeah. entry for yeah. this one. And our final one is from Gogs, and this is a droid designated danger. So that's, that's what I've been told. Droid designation, mm. danger. So this one is full out now. It looks like an assassin of some kind of droid. Very cool. I really like this for... We've seen a lot of, I'm going to say, relatively static setups. You know, musician playing uh, on a rock. You know, people sitting around, people just standing there. But it's the fact that D N A G E R uh, is front and center in the middle of whatever's going on. And I also like the fact that it's rocking uh, twin machine guns. Oh yeah, I right know you can't. You, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> You have to prize the twin machine guns. This yeah. is what immediately draws because me to is, it. That is screaming Star Wars because the universe is a very bad day. Just, just imagine them yeah. folding out of him, you know, just slowly coming out. Of him. It but, would be an awesome. I could. I'm. I'm looking at. Imagine what it would be like in black and white as a oh. as an alternative stormtrooper. 
um, uh, style as well. Yeah. So it's um, big boxy head, like a, a proto scout trooper type thing. Definitely. Right. I have my favorite for this one. <laughs> okay, who we got? So who's who's everybody feeling? Who's, who wants to go first on their favorite? Well, I'll go first since I went go last last mm-hmm. time round. Um, it it was actually relatively tough because I really really liked M four BU. Uh, yeah, the ramshackle dug out of a, a hole in the head. Uh, From Marnock, yeah. yeah, yeah. After being trapped for God knows how long by whoever, uh, but I actually think it's it's the offspring of C three PO and the Doug from uh, Episode One. I imagine those arms get used as much as those tiny legs for motivation. Oh yeah, because they're they're quite as long. Yeah, yeah. just scuttling around. Little guy, can he do and I just I just love that because it's it's bizarre. It's surreal. Uh, it doesn't doesn't have to conform to whether or not Anthony Daniels can fit in there either. Yeah, you know, so he can be a bit more abstract. Uh, and I really like the abstract weird robots. That clearly uh, was a Danny Baker. Was it Danny Baker? Who was a- no Danny Baker was the big fat comedian slash radio host. All right, oh, not Danny Baker. No, Danny Kenny, Kenny Baker. Kenny Baker. <laughs> that would have been a Kenny Baker one there. Yeah, yeah. They would have. In that one. It would have. Yeah. So oh. that, that's that's my favorite. I just like the the whole right. look and aesthetic. Well, I have I have actually picked a different one. So I'll <laughs> chuck us in now, so as we can start to mm. to, to build the tension. And uh, I loved that one. I loved the protect. I loved all of them. I, I loved the protector. It just blew me away. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm chucking my lot in with M4BU. Um, going with the other midget droids. Yes. There, uh, um, uh, there's, uh, it just really fits the brief. And I love the fact what actually sold it to me at the finish up was I was looking and I was going, where? I wonder where it got built. And then when you said that yep. <laughs> I thought that's exactly where that Makes came sense. from. That's exactly where that came from. So that's yep. that, that's my choice. M4BU. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm sorry to do this, but I am going to have us have a three-way split on this one. So <gasps> because my favorite is actually Protector 336 because I love the idea of one of the younglings from our community getting involved with this and i think they do deserve to win for getting involved with us in this yeah oh i think they're all awesome I, I, why did you do this to me they're all so good <laughs> why are you giving me the power okay my gut feeling what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go from m4bu from marnock in my opinion because the more i look at it the more I'm thinking, wow, okay, that's missing. Oh, that's good. That's been upgraded there. Oh, where did they get that from? And it almost looks polished, but it doesn't. And I felt sympathy fits the brief for me. Yet I am 100% my favourite for this one is Marnock. Congratulations to everybody on that category. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, Love that's that. tough. It's a tight one. The, the droids were good. What right. would the be like? You'll have mm-hmm. to wait for a swish to find out. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim centre over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Hello everybody, we're back once again. And uh, time to take a look at some 3D printing before we get our last batch of entrance out of the way for the Star Wars Challenge. Yeah, I've heard it is the, the shears. Yeah. It will be the bad oh. batch. Because they're all from the cantina as well. So, oh. 
I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, this one picked itself, really, as far as 3D printing goes. Um, the company is called Imperial Terrain. Can you guess uh, what they might do? Ancient could Chinese it, stuff. Could yes. it possibly be Star Trek? It's all about <laughs> the Mandarin Chinese. Um, 3D printed tabletop trade for your tiny fighting men's. There's a bet. Um, Undership. I will point out, because th these will be repeated multiple times anyway, so we'll just stay on the main page. You can get them as STLs. You can get them pre-printed uh, from an Etsy store if you don't have a uh, 3D printer. Um, or, you know, you can just go nuts in here. Uh, they are split up into various bundles and selections for ease of reference. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to start the bidding with vehicles, though, because I'm like Ooh. that. Uh, because it's one of the things I've noticed, both for Star Wars and Stargrave recently, being able to throw a shuttle down on a tabletop is a wondrous, wondrous thing. Uh, and really, you can have as much sci-fi train as you want, but it could just be, you know, future world here. Um, but the minute you start slapping things like this down onto your table, uh, then you really get an idea of what you're actually looking at is more sci-fi in the yeah. grim, gritty future. Especially with Star Wars, mm. whenever you can be battling in around ancient ruins or adobe buildings and things like that. Yeah. It, yeah. It, that's your narrative tie-in right there is that kind of thing. Yeah. being uh, Well, that's, that's an excellent point. Being able to just slap one of these onto a table that maybe use for other wargaming the rest of the time mm. that you're using for ancients or napoleonics or whatever happens to be you're just got a load of stuff that you've got kicking around green hills or hills anywhere whether you're on dantuin or um Dagobah, you know so it doesn't really matter but then you just slap one of these beside a, um, some mud hut and off you go but this is why star wars is the gaming connoisseur's best friend mm. because jerry let me give you some examples you can buy Adobe buildings for um, a load of your Africa stuff and your Africa World yes. War II stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then just use it with Star Wars. You can buy from Fogu the beautiful little Irish stone. The beehive huts and stuff. Beehive yeah, huts Michael. and stuff like yeah. that. And you can put it down on, on some green, rocky terrain. You can play your saga on that mm. you could play um any of that the fantasy games on that Slay and then you can play star wars and just stick in a ship you can get a dungeon okay mm -hmm. you can get a dungeon and you can lay it out and you can use it for all your D and, and whatnot then you can chuck a few sci-fi bits in it and you can use it for star wars yeah there's no grim dark there's no reliance on skulls there's no reliance on gothic yeah it, it marries beautifully with the historical games and the fantasy games that us connoisseurs already yeah. love. Because, well, when you're you're playing in a universe and every system can have different planets with different levels of tech on it, and the only thing that ties them all together is the Empire attempting to bring peace and security, um, then, you know, you can go nuts. I really like this. I just love the 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 sheer wealth of ships that they've already got yeah. out there from the little one man snub fighters, which can't damage a battle station of this magnitude, uh, down to your more sort of grindy. Here's a repulsor lift thing that we can put a load of cargo crates on the back and just have 
driving around there's the uh, Star Wars like equivalent this. of a train. There's, there's components like this that make your table look lived in. Hmm. You could also, I mean, you could have to create the Firefly on that as well. Can oh, yeah. you hold off Reavers as they steal it? <laughs> you can, you can Jerry, do that. if you're in the browser there, just two seconds. I'm going to deviate a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But if you type in Starlink game or Starlink PS4 or something like that, okay. Okay. Um, I just want to give a, a a little heads up to anybody that is like myself and doesn't like painting and does like their Star Wars and stuff like that. So okay. So am I just looking to? Is there a specific one? Because there's a load of stuff. You just go to images. Oh, just no. go to Star, oh, okay. Starlink game and then go to images. This is a now redundant video game. Okay. I'm not seeing it on the screen, by the way, Jerry. Yeah, that's that's because all I'm getting is a ton of toy advertisements. Let me try without the PS4 bit. There we go. That's better. There's, there's, there's still toys in there, but there's yes. less toys. Okay, right. So do you see the, the box shots? No, forget about the video oh, game okay. shots. Mm-hmm. Go to the box shots. Yes, yeah. Right? Those are actual starfighters at 28 mil scale. Mm. Okay. And they are being sold off for three pound at the moment. Stop. Two this is, or th- this is gonna yeah, turn two, into that castle toy you find. Two, three, or four pounds. Yeah. Um they are being liquidated um at the moment. Mm. Oh. Um, and, Where do uh, these live at um, that price? Uh, well, in the UK, I've been picking them up in the works. Um, wow! And some of the and some of the budget stores, um, some of the the budget toy stores also have uh, stacks of them. Okay, and um, the minis, the minis, are but yeah. the actual little starfighters, yeah, the starfighters are great. Little yeah. gathering and so, off you go. Uh, so I have picked up a dose of those mm. and have them uh, sitting here for um, Star Wars games and things like that. There just to just to weather up a bit and chuck down on the table uh, in a in a, a hanger or something like mm-hmm. that. That's great, so it's handy for people like myself who don't trust the far future <laughs> and, and this digital this three D printing things. malarkey. Yeah, yeah, never Can you on. go across to that heavy one, Jerry? Yes, I can go across that heavy one. <gasps> I have it. Okay. That oh. you see, the this is where three D printing comes into its own, right? Because you won't find many toys like that. No, not but in either. Star Wars, that's what we need because we've got Atats and uh, Millennium mm-hmm. Falcons and things like that. So something like that creates a superb narrative play piece to play around or over potentially even in if they've done the interior where the the landing pads left off and if they haven't doesn't matter um it's still a superb piece to have because you can you could fully interact Uh, isn't isn't the mando and bill burr sitting in the front of this Uh, they are sitting into something something like that yeah so imagine that's probably where they got the idea from it for yeah, well, there is a, you can see there, there's a cockpit interior <laughs> anyway. Wow. Presumably that, oh, oh, poor toy. This is why I like these designs better than grabbing some toys, is because these have been designed to be played with on the tabletop. There's yeah. a little less work to do for you. Yes, you have more work painting, but to actually make it playable in certain areas, I think these are superior. The ladders are great at the side. I saw the ladders. I disagree. I'll pick Fair up enough. toys all day long. 
Fair enough. Especially Star Wars toys. <laughs> oh, look, there you go. I think it's safe to say you can play inside that if you want. Whoa, how cool. Although, again, there's your open, open lock. lock system. Yep. It's very much the coming thing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what the kids do. That is pretty hefty. I want one of them. I want one. Yeah, oh, wow. One. Anyway, <laughs> have, I, have I told people it's my birthday? <laughs> yeah, we, we weren't listening then either. Um, <laughs> apart from the vehicles, there are, as you can see here, ancient ruins, desert, military, industrial, landing bay, urban, forest, and wrecked themes, each of which have a variety of stuff in them. So, ancient. Let's open ancient, then forest. Okay, so ancient. Yeah, if you forest. want to, if you want to bring your people onto uh, some Sith moon, then you two can do that with Ooh. some sassy Sith temples. That's gorgeous. You know, right, that's beautiful. Again, all you need is a couple of bits and pieces thrown in amongst some hills and forest terrain, or hills mm-hmm. and jungle terrain, mm-hmm. and you have that. And then Luke Skywalker can start his Jedi Academy in that Sith temple. And then watch them off all the dark side, um, <laughs> and then go. Why? Why did you do this? Look, you're I like the worst seeing Jedi. this where they've got complete pieces on a table. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is something we were talking about in XLBS a couple of weeks ago about how would you like to see minis displayed before you buy them and 3D printing, especially. It's nice mm-hmm. to see them built and being played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, the ancient rune set is a uh, an interesting collection, shall we say? Because you have that, once you've added a bit of scatter on it as well, I mean, they could easily just be used for fantasy anyway. Yes. Yeah, okay. But then you can still have things like your your hangers and the like that maybe some rebel scum have had to build in and around the temple to park an X-Wing or two. Ties it all in together. Uh, Yeah. Mm. So. Love that. It's uh, Right. Go to forest, Jerry. Show me the forest. Show me the forest. Show you the money. Bring on the trees. I'm ready trees. for the trees. Ah. <gasps> Some of our people were showing these folks their money. Oh, that fallen tree base is lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one's great. That's your end door right there. Without having to uh, constantly poke your eye out on the top uh-huh. of the pine tree. <laughs> That's a good idea. I mean, it's, it's one oh, I love this one. Everybody wants to play is that, that fight on the moon of Endor. Oh, I like this one. This one's my favourite. It's it's so natural looking. Uh, perfect yeah. idea. Then Not then you get uh, some speeder bikes, and then you play a Gasland racing game around yeah. your, your yeah. tree setup. Or if you're free, you'll print them all up, ah. and they are perfect for Moonstone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the internet is windy. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you've got your trees from Endor, and you, you want need to make, indoors as well, uh, and and you want to up up. <laughs> Up gun it somewhat. Yes. Uh, okay, let's see. Then you let's go see. into your military. And then this gives oh, things like your landing pads, yes. your bunkers, your command posts. Oh, your these massive nasty. defense platforms, you know, all of these things and so much more. Oh, you too can attempt to uh, nets and off you go. Yeah. Drop a landing class shuttle on that and then just go charging at each other. Or if you if you want to park an at at beside something, mm-hmm. there's your little lift to get in and out, up and down. That's fab. Digging it. It's the levels I like. Yeah. It's like the 
uh, cover Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet, as many steps and columns. No safety barriers. Oh, that's brilliant. No. no. Key Star know. Wars element there. Yeah, because if you put them, people would be leaning. <laughs> people leaning on them when they should be working. I like that, the, the fact that you don't have to put the gut on it. You just have it as like an observation mm. post. Like bunker tower is awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and I again, do like that. If you pick that. up the 3D files, you can make as many of these as you want for your table. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in whatever scale you want as well. In whatever yep, scale yep. you want. Mm-hmm. Yep. Possibly oh, man, that, that is the most unsafe ladder I have ever seen. <laughs> That's fine. What's wrong with that? If people can't climb up that, they don't deserve to be stormtroopers. Oh, exactly. <laughs> they that? must undergo through serious training, like yeah. the bleak test equivalent. So the ultimate yeah. climb the corporate ladder test, isn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> they all they all need the risks. Yes. Um, swap things up. We'll have a, a quick look at the uh, industrially sort of stuff. So, if mm-hmm. you want your cargo, you want your bits of scattered train, oh, cargo platforms, you know, facades, and just things to set down to. to Mm-hmm. Add yeah. things too. So look, that's practical. That's almost a barrier. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit much. I feel Why the most useful much? one in this set is actually that console bundle. Uh huh. Because if you're wanting to take something like your Adobe buildings and make them more sci-fi, just chuck a load of consoles down. Consoles and little bits of piping and stuff. Perfect to sci-fi up any kind of terrain. Mm. I'm looking at these, uh, the, the pictures you had a minute ago, and they look like floppy disks, but they're not floppy disks. No, they're, they're not. Better. Better. No. Part, part your platform. <laughs> That's how you can tell they're not floppy disks. I know. Okay. Bar, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but obviously, if you're looking for stuff, they've got you covered across yeah. pretty much every uh, every place you've seen from Tatooine oh, wow. to um, Naboo. There's some you know, slightly more up, upgraded, fancier-looking mm. buildings. Uh, or if you want your you know, ancient Sith ruins or weird Jedi temple in the middle of nowhere, they've got you covered for that as well. Uh, but if, you, uh, if you're if you planning on playing out some Star Wars games, then you could certainly do worse than take a look at Imperial Terrain. It may well be the terrain you're looking for. Uh, one more uh, on it. Which leads us lovely <laughs> to the very final um, category. category. Yes, That's what I'm looking for. We're on the last one now, and our last one uh, could be absolutely anything. We don't know what we're diving into here because we are looking into the category Cantina Dweller. So, mm-hmm. the cantina is the place where you'll see all walks of life. You can lounge in the bar, indulge in some death sticks, or just simply absorb the ambience from the best jizz artists in the business. So, the cantina is purely just for of all walks of life, either working for or against the Empire, there's always going to be a drink waiting for you in the grey area that is the cantina. So I'm really looking forward to this one because there were so many fantastic ones for this. Uh, it was really hard I to go it was down. The, the biggest category it entry was. as far as just volume of people throwing things mm-hmm. in here. So it was, it was a tricky one to whittle this down to find. Yes, indeed, that was. So the first one we have is from Hippie the Grim. So arriving at the cantina, covered in snow, smile slowly fading on his face, Mr. Tumnus realised that he was not in the right closet. After years of travelling the Coruscant underbelly, looking for the door home, losing his smile, whimsy, one of his moves <laughs> and what was left of his innocence, he realised he would need help. He's heard of tales of magic users at a temple nearby. What could go wrong? 
So Mr. Tubness has definitely mm. uh, gone through the wrong closet or, or come out I, of the closet. Th- there's no way I could not include Mr. Tubness <laughs> having wandered <laughs> wandered out of Narnia and on with his wife front. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, we, we, the speedo is real. His yeah, little man. pants. I like it. Oh, I love it. it. It kind of looks like he's just walked out of a hotel room. Do you want to know something though? Star Knight. That's a character they could never put into a Star Wars movie <laughs> because <laughs> you would have to make him the star. <laughs> you, know I mean? you you couldn't you couldn't have a camera past something like that in a cantina because you'd have the entire world going stop go back. I need to know what happened here. <laughs> but James McAvoy played Tamnus. Yeah. And and now he's old enough that he could recast him for oh. the Star Wars version as the older, more cynical. He could yes. he would get he would pull that off with a oh, grin. He, yeah. he, he definitely could. Yep. Yeah, Space but, um, I mean, yeah. Being Wrong older, more gritty, it wouldn't be Mr. Tumnus. It would just be, you know, Tumnus. Tumnus. Yeah, just Tumnus or Senator yeah. Tumnus, not quite Senator. Mm. He wouldn't make it. <laughs> he, would, he, he would. He would call himself Senator. <laughs> yeah. So the next one on the list, we've got David DD Seven. So oh, to me, smoke me a kipper. I'll be back for breakfast. <laughs> um, that, is, that is one mighty mustache. That is intelligent mustache material there. So you've got Tiger Rondo. He's a gunslinger, treasure hunter, soldier of fortune, and lover. If you ask him, then he needs all of these things. However, to the owners and dentians of dive cantinas across the outer rim, the one word they will uninformally use is trouble. As if he's not taking up prime table space, racking up the bar tab whilst dealing on the loft box that accompanies him in everywhere. He, then he's liable to be getting into bar fights, pursuing obscure vendettas, and generally doing anything but the job he's been hired to do. It's fortunate that he is a dab hound with a paired blaster pistols when the need arises. Justin, could you help me just identify, uh, check something? That is that the dog's tail? <laughs> <laughs> It's not a dog's tail. They are one. <laughs> one mind, hi. Uh, this way, oh, this is great. This, I love the, uh, the, I the like old, this one. Uh, fluffy feathered hair has got me on this one. It's the uh, it's smooth as anything. The moustache yeah, and feathered hair combo. This guy I'm is suave as anything. Almost getting vibes of Escape from New York with Snake Bliskin. Uh, it's uh, it, it's yeah. uh, what do you call him? Action Rimmer. Is it uh, Ace Rimmer? Ace Rimmer. Yeah. It is Ace Rimmer. Absolutely Ace Rimmer. Give me a clipper, I'll be back for Christmas. I like the fact that <laughs> he's embraced the Star Wars ism of you know Space Cowboys and oh, then yeah. a pair of a pair of what appear to be German Lugers. Yeah, you know, it seems that way. Which is, is it not per- a miser? Which is perfect because, you know, but. Star Wars stole so many World War II weapons because they were so cheap. Yep. Let's just use all of those. Yeah. That's Love great. It. I love Brilliant. that one. Who's next? The, ne- the next one we've got is Warhammer Grimace. So we've got Targu Spokane is a private investigator, 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 oh. working in the cesspit of the Empire, investing in crime and hunting down the scum that infest the murky underworld. Oh, 
She's talking about a suave gentleman, wasn't I? Mm. I mean, I want to know how he smokes that. I want to know how he smokes that. How does a droid smoke a cigar? It's not a droid, droid. Look, look, it's got fleshy ears. Unless it's a droid that stole the ears, or it's it's a um, what what do you call a cyborg? Yep. Oh, I like that. He maybe got in a fight with a stormtrooper and just chopped the front of the helmet off and just. Yeah. It's like cover your identity. The gremlin leader, isn't it? He's rich. So it's. He's, he's rich, too. isn't he? Uh-huh. There, there's a bit of like 1920s gangster. In yeah, he's, going he on looks there. like Dick, if Dick Tracy was a PI in Star <laughs> Wars. <laughs> yeah. Just with some print face. Just yeah. Love that like one. That. Absolutely mm-hmm. adore that one. And I love that. Yeah. All right, who's next? One more, and it's our final one from No, no, Grace. you have two more. I see two tabs. I lied. We've got two more guys. There's two. <laughs> Don't shortchange me. I'm loving every second of this. I was at the end of my page. I was confused. <laughs> uh, but we have got two more. We've got Ray Stoke 15, <gasps> which I, yeah. Uh, this is Canteen Dweller. Wooden McClay is a Scarabadiodian ship captain and infamous smuggler operating in the outer rim. Scarabadiodians are rarely seen above ground preferring a fossorial lifestyle. However, Wooden suffers from claustrophobia, a condition unheard of amongst his kind, which has led to him cast off in an underground lifestyle, natural to his people, and seek life of fortune amongst the stars. That's an Through amazing backstory. Of bifocal spectrometers, Wooden has been able to overcome the limitations of scarabody visual impairments with the natural ability to detect subsonic frequencies over vast distances makes Wooden an uncanny pilot. This category has been insane. Yeah. Every single one that has come up has become my new favourite. So I thought the last one was going to win. And now I've seen this one. And this is now my new favourite. And it's like, oh, people are oh. Cool. I love I that. And the backstory is incredible. This fits for me. This I adore this one. It's the goggles. The, the you imagine him just sitting at the back making some weird noises, clicking yep. or something. Yeah. Or your, your main character bumping into him and just starting a bar fight. But I could, yes. I could see this sitting in the cantina in A New Hope with you know with the flight suit and then just the extremities being big rubbery feet and yeah. an extra pair of arms sewn on yeah. underneath. You know, it, this, it feels right. It does. Right. Who's very, our who's our last one then? Cool. And the final, sadly, the final one is Undead John with Zasram. Zasram deck. Um, oh. Currently reigning Sabat champion on the Tantawine Cantina circuit and former procurer and transporter of exotic items from a discerning clientele. He's definitely, he's definitely not a thief or a smuggler. Definitely not. That's... So that's what I would expect a thief and a smuggler to not say. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's definitely, like definitely bluff. not. Yeah. But, oh, I, I love how all of these are smoking. All of our, all of our cantina dwellings have got a really bad habit. You know, they really have, yeah. When you're sitting, when you're playing Sabak <laughs> on Tatooine and drinking whatever filth it is they have to drink on a regular basis, imagine you'd be hammering through the death sticks like they're going out of fashion. Take yes. the away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very much so. The oh, this... gambler vibe on this guy is just 
gorgeous. He's right in this guy, isn't he? Yeah, you you can imagine him standing up on a stage, dropping the bag of credits and going, who will face me for a game? Who dares challenge me? Pick a card, any card. I'll tell you what, I'll play you, but I'm not playing with your deck. All day long to pay his barbell. <laughs> also, my favorite patch. My favorite was Wooden McKay. Or McClay. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get him. I'm going to. I'm going to peg nice mine stuff. on the board straight away. That. That's that. A hundred percent. I'm going to go with Dick Tracy in space. <laughs> I, I really like the textures and the clothing and stuff. I think the design on this one's pretty top tier. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is really tough. I've stared at these and I've looked at them about four or five times and I still can't tell you what one's my favourite. Um, I am going to go with Greystokes with Wooden McClay. Uh, I really do enjoy that one. Uh, I think if it's perfect, as, as said, I can see this in Star Wars. Uh, me personally, sitting there in the cantina. Yeah. Well, having looked at them all, and so many more besides, I have to say, I came dangerously close to Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> so, so close to Mr. Tumnus. Um, but. <laughs> It's actually Wudan as well for me. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. He just look. I can. I can picture him sitting. I can see. Yeah. The, I can see the high altitude suit that they used for a lot of the Star Wars suits like that. For the the. Uh, I can see this. I've actually been sitting there on the set when somebody got their arm lopped off by that <laughs> crazy old wizard. You know, it just it just screams cantina dweller it to me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I th- I think it has to be three Produce. three for Wudan. Mm-hmm. Didn't pick a winner all day. Congratulations, winners! Yep, well done, the lot of you. Like I say, there are so many more. They were loads. Uh, with tons of backstory behind them as well. Um, some have really, really pulled out all the stops to describe mm-hmm. and explain who they are what they look like and why they're there. So well worth taking a look at the full post. Um, We may pick out a few of our favourites that didn't quite make the cut as well, maybe. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, Um, One one thing. Yes? If folks go through to the Hero Forge site and check some of these out, let's say you go and you find an amazing one. Mm. Are you just able to view it or can you actually go on through and get that mini for yourself? No, you can go on and get it for yourself. I was just curious. Yep, Mm. once you've got the link... Um, you can go in there and also means you can amend. So if you've seen something that you like and you're going with that, that's nice. I'd like that for myself, but maybe yeah. I'd like to have them armed or yeah. I'd like or them to be in a different you, Or two death sticks. Two death sticks. <laughs> yeah. Once the poses are in there, you can do that yourself and then, uh, mm. and then just fire them out in whatever way, shape or form you want. So you can print yes. them, grab the STLs or even just get the images for, uh, for your own desktop or games as well. So congrats. You well cool. done to everyone. Yes. Now, that wraps us up for an unusual Star Warsy show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Star Wars doesn't stop there. There's more Star Wars, although we've run yes. out of numbers for Star Wars because they'll be on Sunday the yeah we did eighth eighth, eighth. 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 yeah uh, Sunday eighth. Yeah. Who knows? May the fourth. Return of the sixth. The, uh, the eighth awakens. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that works. <laughs> so, if you haven't had enough of us yet, and how could you? Uh, we have already, f- 
free Warren and myself sat down and started playing a game with one of our community members, Ralph. So uh, Grimwolf UK. He's been taking us into the galaxy far, far away to play a bit of an RPG. Uh, the first part of that came out on May the 4th, and the second part comes out on Sunday the 8th. If you want to see it, you can come over and view it along with us. Uh, this is going to be replacing our usual XLBS show for our Cult of Games members, but since it was Star Wars Week, we thought we'd treat you, we spoil you, really we do. Uh, if you haven't had all you can stand of Star Wars, then that's the best place to view it on Sunday morning. And you can join us again next Friday. Uh, where you can be in with chances to win more goodies. Don't forget, if you're a winner, to go to our uh, prize claim category, stick your name in there and let us know your details. And also, if you want a chance to win that copy of Diabolique, the investigating game courtesy of the UK Games Expo, then pop a comment below as well. But until next week, folks, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.